Section 33 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Lawrence. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 2, by Henry Gray. The Anterior Vertebral Muscles. The anterior vertebral muscles are longus coli, longus capitis, rectus capitis anterior, rectus capitis lateralis. The longus coli is situated on the anterior surface of the vertebral column between the atlas and the third thoracic vertebra. It is broad in the middle, narrow and pointed at either end, and consists of three portions, a superior oblique, an inferior oblique, and a vertical. The superior oblique portion arises from the anterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the third, fourth, and fifth cervical vertebrae, and, ascending obliquely with a medial inclination, is inserted by a narrow tendon into the tubercle on the anterior arch of the atlas. The inferior oblique portion, the smallest part of the muscle, arises from the front of the bodies of the first two or three thoracic vertebrae, and, ascending obliquely in a lateral direction, is inserted into the anterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the fifth and sixth cervical vertebrae. The vertical portion arises, below, from the front of the bodies of the upper three thoracic and lower three cervical vertebrae, and is inserted into the front of the bodies of the second, third, and fourth cervical vertebrae. The longus capitis, rectus capitis, antiquus major, broad and thick above, narrow below, arises by four tendinous slips from the anterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth cervical vertebrae, and descends converging toward its fellow of the opposite side, to be inserted into the inferior surface of the basilar part of the occipital bone. The rectus capitis anterior, rectus capitis antiquus minor, is a short, flat muscle situated immediately behind the upper part of the longus capitis. It arises from the anterior surface of the lateral mass of the atlas, and from the root of its transverse process, and passing obliquely upward and medialward, is inserted into the inferior surface of the basilar part of the occipital bone immediately in front of the foramen magnum. The rectus capitis lateralis, a short flat muscle, arises from the upper surface of the transverse process of the atlas, and is inserted into the undersurface of the jugular process of the occipital bone. Nerves The rectus capitis anterior and the rectus capitis lateralis are supplied from the loop between the first and second cervical nerves, the longus capitis by branches from the first, second, and third cervical, the longus coli by the branches from the second to the seventh cervical nerves. Actions. The longus capitis and rectus capitis anterior are the direct antagonists of the muscles at the back of the neck, 
serving to restore the head to its natural position after it has been drawn backward. These muscles also flex the head, and from their obliquity, rotate it, so as to turn the face to one or the other side. The rectus lateralis, acting on one side, bends the head laterally. The longus coli flexes and slightly rotates the cervical portion of the vertebral column. The lateral vertebral muscles. The lateral vertebral muscles are scalenus anterior, scalenus medius, scalenus posterior. The scalenus anterior, scalenius anticus, lies deeply at the side of the neck, behind the sternocleidomastoideus. It arises from the anterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth cervical vertebrae, and descending, almost vertically, is inserted by a narrow, flat tendon into the scalene tubercle on the inner border of the first rib, and into the ridge on the upper surface of the rib in front of the subclavian groove. The scalenus medius, the largest and longest of the three scalenae, arises from the posterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the lower sixth cervical vertebrae, and descending along the surface of the vertebral column, is inserted by a broad attachment into the upper surface of the first rib, between the tubercle and the subclavian groove. The scalenus posterior, scalenus posticus, the smallest and most deeply seated of the three scalenae, arises, by two or three separate tendons, from the posterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the lower two or three cervical vertebrae, and is inserted by a thin tendon into the outer surface of the second rib, behind the attachment of the serratus anterior. It is occasionally blended with the scalenus medius. Variations the scalenae muscles vary considerably in their attachments and in arrangement of their fibers. A slip from the scalenus anticus may pass behind the subclavian artery. The scalenus posticus may be absent or extend to the third rib. The scalenus pluralis muscle extends from the transverse process of the seventh cervical vertebra to the fascia supporting the dome of the pleura and inner border of the first rib. Nerves. The scalenae are supplied by branches from the second to the seventh cervical nerves. Actions. When the scalenae act from above, they elevate the first and second ribs, and are, therefore, inspiratory muscles. Acting from below, they bend the vertebral column to one or the other side. If the muscles of both sides act, the vertebral column is slightly flexed. End of section 33. Recording by David Lawrence in Brampton, Ontario, January 6, 2009.